0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, April 7th. 2023, I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. I hope to get to Ohio State's practice right after this, my friend. Uh, another practice open to the media this morning. Can't wait. So right after uh, we post the show, uh, I'm going to get over to Ohio State. But, man, a lot to get into, Jay Book. Let's start with, of course, Aaron Noland uh, announcing tomorrow night. 8.45 on a Saturday night, he's announcing. Uh, I love it. Um, Aaron Noland on a Saturday night. Um What do you – what's your vibe here? Do you feel like Aaron
1: Nolan's going to pick the Buckeyes? I think he is, Dave. I know a lot of people are concerned, uh, thinking early on in the week after his visit, like sounded like he was a slam dunk to Ohio State. As we start trending towards the end of the week, there's been a little bit of chatter that maybe Ohio State was slipping. If you're listening to the Texas A&M side – Miami felt like they were sitting pretty comfortable early on. Then the confidence started to sway a little bit as the week progressed. Uh, so who knows? There's been some smoke saying that NIL might be involved here. But me personally, I just think that he's he had been waiting for that Ohio State offer for some time now. Keep in mind, he's, he's former teammates with Jelani Thurman. Now, if, Ohio, if it's going to be NIL, Dave, it's it's obvious that Ohio State is not going to give this kid any type of upfront money. But things have been trending in the right direction as far as how Ohio State is operating in the NIL space. If he wants to, if he wants to believe that he's going to get paid from Ohio State, he just needs to ask his former teammate, Jelani Thurman. I mean, this very single day that he stepped on campus, he inked the deal. So him and probably about what nine, ten of those freshmen, all of those guys were paid as soon as they stepped on the campus. The other guys, as soon as they step on the campus, they're going to be taken care of. Uh, so Ohio State, they're doing everything they can. Um, obviously, there's a lot, there's a lot more room to get better. So if NIL is something that is attracting him, the thing, the thing for me, Dave is. You look at what Ohio State is doing quarterback-wise. Under Ryan Day, after C.J. Stroud is drafted, that's three straight quarterbacks in this system that are going to be drafted in the first round. There is not another program in the country who is going to be able to provide this kid with the amount of five-star high-end wide receivers that he's going to be able to play with at Ohio State. So if you're Aaron Noley and you're his family, You have to look at it as a business decision. Do I want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to get developed? I'm going to play with the best wide receivers in all of college football. And on top of that, once I step foot on campus, I may not make as much money that Texas A&M or Miami is offering, but I will have something in my pocket to where I'm going to be sitting comfortable as a college student who's already getting his his, uh, school, room and board meals all paid for.
0: We've come a long way um, as Buckeye fans from Mike Tomzak is the, the best NFL quarterback to come through Ohio State to yeah. like, uh, quarterback you, maybe, uh, at least, yeah, uh, maybe I should wait on that. But seriously, as you mentioned, like, it's been one after another. And, you know, and that pipeline is going to continue. And one thing I really feel good about the Aaron Nolan announcement tomorrow night um, is Bill Curlich has said on our site the last few days that he feels good about it. If Bill yep. Kirk, if the dean feels good, I feel good. You know that's the whole thing. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If the dean's yep. happy, I'm happy. Now yep. you never. I would know say it. I was going to say just said like I feel good about it. He, does, you know, it yep.
1: doesn't go any further than that. We don't know what's going to happen, but right. Bill, oh, right. Bill, I, I feel good. Yeah, Bill was saying he felt good um, on Thursday afternoon. He started to hedge a little bit, saying that this may be a game time decision. But from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of smoking chatter out there that this kid was already a silent commit to Ohio State. Now, how true that is, that's to be determined. But there's been a lot of chatter, you know, on the social media world that this kid has already been a silent. And he's told other commits at Ohio State that he's going to be part of the class. So if he he is, great. If not, wish him well. Here's one thing I will say before we move on, Dave. I will never – have to worry about the quarterback position under Ryan Day. You you look at it, Dave, he's going to be able to get him a quarterback, and whoever he's get, they will perform at a high level. The way the transfer portal is open today. If Ohio State is in dire need of an elite-level quarterback, there is no doubt in my mind if push comes to shove, they'll be able to get somebody in the transfer portal. I have my worries about other positions on the team, but quarterback, is the last position that I will worry about under Ryan Day. Well said. I'll never worry about quarterback
0: recruiting. As long as Ryan Day's here, I'll never worry about wide receiver recruiting as long as as long as Brian Hartline's here. Ryan Day, Ryan Day takes over the program. He's looking at Tate Martell and Matthew Baldwin as his quarterback. <laughs> and he's like, Justin Fields, can you yeah. – you want to – like, he's, yeah, like, okay, let's do this. Yep. Uh, thank God, right? Because I think – I loved Urban, but I think if Urban stuck around, I think Tate Martell might have been starting. might have been QB1 in 2019. <laughs> he would have. He would oh, have. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll see. Tomorrow night, we will we'll, f- we feel it coming in the air. Tomorrow <laughs> night, Phil Collins. All right. We'll find out. Aaron Nolan, 8.45 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. We'll make his announcement. We'll see if he's a Buckeye. We'll keep you locked to it. Bill Kirlik will be all over it. All right. Now, listen, even if they get Aaron Nolan tomorrow, it's like, Dude, what's going on with defensive recruiting? <laughs> they have one defensive hey. recruit. It's Kate Stover's cousin. Like, hey, right? Ten recruits in the class. If they get Aaron Nolan, and they have one defensive recruit. Look, I listen. I hopefully in the end it works out. Is this a product of some of these guys are in on or just waiting a while? Is this a product of? Buckeyes have a defensive coordinator
1: who doesn't really recruit much combination of factors get into defensive
0: recruiting, please. Yeah,
1: I think it's a combination of factors right now. I mean, if if you're looking at the defensive side of football, yes, you definitely want to see more of a progress right now. I do feel – Really good about Bryce West uh, from Glenville, Aaron Scott from uh, down there, your neck of the woods. Uh, Just been getting those two guys as your elite corners. Uh, Zeb Brown out of California, he's going to be looking to take his second visit to Ohio State pretty soon. He was on campus uh, with the South Florida Express, which is weird, having a California kid traveling with South Florida Express. We all know how South Florida express feels about Ohio state, the the corner. He's the number five cornerback in the country. He grew up as an Ohio state fan. So you have to feel really good about where you stand with him because he's coming back uh, next week with his parents. So that right there bodes well for the Buckeyes. You look at, you know, the, the safety position, you know, there's some top targets there that they're looking at, but you know, you. I think you're going to get the Texas linebacker. He's attached to James Lord Uh Notre Dame was in on him pretty heavy uh, when James was there. I think regardless where James is at, they're going to get the Texas linebacker. So there are some prospects. They still got a lot of work to do on the defensive line. That's really the one that's up in the air right now, Dave, because, yes, they're targeting some guys, but you're not hearing say, hey, Ohio State is out front for this particular elite defense alignment. So I I am a little nervous about the defensive side. Um, I do think there's a lot of work to be done. I, I truly believe that with Jim Knowles not being a heavy recruiter, Parker Fleming not being a recruiter, it really hamstrings and puts a lot of pressure on those other guys on that side of the football to recruit at a high level. I think Tim Walton is showing right now that he's probably the best recruiter on, on that side of the football. Because if you look at, you know, Davidson, Igmanosa, you got him for the next couple of years. Jermaine Matthews, he's going to be a stud. You got Calvin Simpson Hunt coming in. So you look at those three guys in the last cycle, I think they're probably going to take four cornerbacks this particular cycle. And I think they're going to be four really good guys. So if you look at those seven, you know, six, seven guys over the last two cycles, you're you're all of a sudden looking at the cornerback room and saying, is it back to being BI level, uh, you know, best in America as far as the cornerback position? So I feel good that where the cornerback position is trending. I think they're going to get some guys um, at the safety position that they really value. Now, linebacker, I mean, it, it it's a tough sell, Dave. It's a tough sell at the linebacker position. Even though Tommy played outstanding last year, I think they really did a disservice to their younger guys not getting them reps last year. There was no reason why C.J. Hicks and Gabe Powers didn't get any reps at the linebacker position. When you're up 40 points against Iowa, Tommy shouldn't be in there. And a lot of people look at this team, Dave, and say, "Hey, why were they so beat up? You know, why why were they you know limping into the the home stretch against Michigan and in the playoffs, and guys were never hurt?" Well, I, I point to it. Hey, when you're up thirty against Toledo against uh, Toledo's or the Indiana's or the you know the the um, Iowas of the world, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Get those guys out of there and get those younger guys some valuable experience. Um, So when you're not rotating your linebackers, that is a tough sell on the recruiting trail. Larry Johnson is going to be Larry. I think Larry's going to get his guys. It's slow moving right now, so I'm going to be patient because, Larry, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt to say, hey, he's going to close strong because he's typically a guy, Dave. Uh, you followed him, you know, since you've been here to beat, even at Penn State. He's not one of those guys when it comes to recruiting that closes on a lot of guys early on in the cycle. He's usually one that starts slow and finish finish fast. So as we start to get into the season, November and December, that's when you start seeing Larry Johnson heating up. Tyleek Williams is a perfect
0: example. You know, he got him very late in the process. Many other examples. All right, let's look at the offensive line. Uh, it's one of the things I'm going to take a very close look at when we're at practice. Later this morning, um, what do you make of these? This offensive line, three new starters. Are you concerned? Yeah. Um, we'll get in. We'll get into the transfer portal in a moment if they're going to like tackle that. But just, it, uh, just look at the guys they have right now in spring. What are you
1: seeing? Are you concerned? What do you like? I really like the interior. I think they're solid on the left side. Universally, uh, you know, you guys have mentioned it. The right side is the the obvious concern. I mean, you listen to, you know, other beat reporters and stuff. That has been the universal drum that's being beaten right now is there are a lot of questions uh, in regards to that right tackles position. If you're, you know, from what I've been hearing, they've been getting dominated. That defensive line has been destroying that right side. Uh, So now the question is, do they go into the portal? I know that you wanted to touch on that. I think they have to, Dave. But the, the, the thing is, I don't know how much quality or how good somebody's going to be in this next wave of portal guys that's going to be jumping in there, but I definitely think you have to kick the tires you have to go try to bring in somebody else at that right tackle position you're going to hope and pray and keep your fingers crossed that zen integra can develop the light bulb comes on the justin fry is able to develop those guys but i think there needs to be a little bit more competition this right here is a product of missing on a lot of those elite tackles dave uh we it it, and we're not going to sit here and blame it on Justin Fry. We This has to go all the way back to when Stud was here. Um, you know, the cover was not where it needed to be when Justin Fry came in that first year. It was going to take him a year to get acclimated to the position recruits, getting used to him, building that trust, building that rapport with him. So that first year, I consider that just a wash. Now, you look at this class. He's doing outstanding with the offensive line recruiting. You got the Armstrong twins. You got Mark Nave. You got the uh, other highly regarded kid in Indiana that's already committed. So you feel good about where they're at right now and it's recruiting the the offensive line this cycle. But what we have right now, I do view it as a concern, and it needs to be addressed because breaking in a new quarterback, Dave, Last thing that you want is to have to give him the yips because he's not feeling that protection from that right side.
0: Yeah, I think they will get a, a tackle in the portal, but you you make a good point. Like, what's what's the quality going to be? Is that is that tackle they get in the portal? Let's say they do get one. Is, is he going to be better than Zen Mahalski? Is he going to be better than Tegra Shabola? We shall see. But I know they're gonna they're gonna look for sure. All right, let's close with this. Um, I know you want to get it. Man, this is going to get the peeps talking. This is a story from uh, CBS Sports. I know you wanted to get into this. So Ohio State has the fifth highest recruiting budget in the Big Ten out of the 14 Big Ten schools, according to CBS Sports. The fifth highest recruiting budget in the Big Ten and 17th overall in college football. Go.
1: I was really surprised to see this, Dave. I mean, the first thing that jumps out of my mind is, my goodness, Ohio State is doing more with less. I mean, when Rutgers has a, a, a much bigger recruiting budget than Ohio State, you have to ask, like, hey, what's going on here, Gene? Is Gene Smith being a, a penny pincher here? I know the athletic department had to take out loans with the university, but I think it's a product of uh, several things, Dave. I think the athletic department as a whole is way too big with the amount of sports and the amount of programs that they have, as far as trying to fund so many Olympic sports, they're not properly funding football, uh, like they should. And, and and secondly, Dave, I'll look at it like this. If Gene Smith put Ohio state on the same playing field as Alabama, as Georgia, whose Georgia's budget is like 4 million, Ohio state's like 1.2 million. Um, How good would Ryan Day and his staff be? Because you're looking at consistent top five classes right now with the fifth largest recruiting budget in the Big Ten. How how much better would this program be if Gene Smith and everybody looked at this behemoth of the program and said, whatever you want, whenever you want, we're going to give you every single resource to match our counterparts in the SEC, even Michigan. Michigan's budget is is double compared to where Ohio State's at. So I look at it as like, hey, how much better could this program be if Gene opened up the wallet and put them on the same playing field as everybody else? Um, but to me, I just view it as a situation. Ohio State is just operating with the mind frame that we can do more with less, and Gene's probably just like, great. <laughs> You're, we're not going to spend the money if you don't need it. Great stuff, as always, out of Jonah Booker.
0: I, I almost don't like to leave it on that note, but great insights. I have to get to Ohio State's practice. Great stuff from J-Book, as always. Appreciate it, my friend. Um, thanks to all of you for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great day and a great Easter weekend. Go Bucks! The rest is football wherever you get a podcast. All the best from Big Beats.